Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. We are glad you are here. You can take a seat this afternoon, this morning. Still a few more minutes of morning left in the day. We are glad that you can join us here today. I am Pastor Gabe. Uh, If you are watching us online, welcome also to church. We are glad that you can be with us here. If it is your first time here with us today, we are uh, so happy that you could be here with us, whether you're watching online or here in person. And let us know that you're here. We want to connect with you so that we can better serve you and do what we can to um, help you out the best way we can as a church. If you are not new and you are part of the family here already and you want to continue supporting this ministry, you can do just that by giving uh, and your giving goes to support the day-to-day needs of our our our, our congregation, our fam, our church family here. You can give online, you can give in person, or you can give through text message. And we are uh, appreciative, very appreciative of every person that gives uh, here uh, here to, to to what we do. We are glad that you are here. Um, we are taking a couple of weeks break this week and next week. Uh, from our e-groups, just a reminder, if you are part of our e-groups, you join us for e-groups on Tuesdays, I want you to know this week and next week we will not be meeting uh, uh, as we are taking a Thanksgiving break and a celebration break this week. So we uh, hope that you can come back and join us at the first couple of weeks of December as we close out our e-groups for the, our e-group semester for the year. So we hope that you can, and if you have not joined us for it, uh, there's still a couple of weeks left in the year that you can join us and then we'll be back again in January after a short short reprise, a short break. But we, we hope that you can be a part of that as well. Today we are continuing our series called The Lost Art of Gratitude. The Lost Art of Gratitude. And the title of my message today is Making Gratitude a Thing. Making gratitude a thing. Last week we talked about the importance of gratitude and why it's necessary for life and how, uh, how it can change us. How it, how it can affect us from getting a good night's sleep to and helping us improve our mental health and to helping us connect with other people and to connect with God. And today we want to continue that idea of how can we then nurture gratitude in our lives? How can we cultivate it better? How can we apply it to our lives instead of just hearing me talk about how good gratitude is? Uh, how can you hear that and apply it to your life? How can I make it active in my life? And that's what today is about. And I'm going to read two scriptures with, with, if you would read two scriptures with me today. We're going to read what we read last week. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 16 to 18. And then we're going to read Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 to 7. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 16 to 18 says like this. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
If you are concerned about the will of God for your life, if you're concerned about what, how am I supposed to live my life as a Christian? The Apostle Paul gives us three things here that apply to us. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Now, we may not like that last part, give thanks in all circumstances, because not everything is good. Not li- Life isn't easy, and there are hard times, and there are difficult times. But God, God instructs us, the Word instructs us to give thanks even in those circumstances. So, now we're going to read Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 7. It says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord... Continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. Thankfulness, gratitude, is supposed to be a mark of a person that follows Jesus. It is something that we should exude. When people look at us, they should know us as the person that is full of gratitude, full of appreciation, full of thankfulness. Because when someone is not full of thankfulness, we know. You can tell. It's easy. You see people who seem bitter all the time, always complaining about something. Always wanting the manager. Always trying to get something out of the situation because they're just not satisfied with it. They never seem satisfied with life. They always seem like nothing that happens to them, no matter how good is it, it could always somehow be better. They're never thankful in the moment. They don't have gratitude. They're, they're bitter people. They're angry people. They, they just don't seem happy. They just don't seem happy. And unfortunately, you know, that sometimes describes a lot of Christians when it should be the opposite. I've met a lot of angry Christians and very few kind and grateful and happy Christians. There are so many more angry Christians because they never seem satisfied with anything. They don't, they don't have gratitude in their hearts. We know it's easy to, to tell the difference between people who are grateful for their lives and grateful for what they have and people who are not. There's always complaining. So we, we, we need to understand then how can we build that in our lives? How can we build gratitude? Why is it so important that we actually do that? Because you might think, well, it's not a big deal. I can say thank you to those who it matters to. And and that's it. Like those people who are deserving of my gratitude will receive my gratitude. But gratitude is so much more than that. Like I said last week, we have to choose gratitude in our lives. We have to choose to be grateful. The reason why is because gratitude helps us to look back, be in the moment, And have courage for our future by allowing our experiences to be viewed through the lens of thankfulness rather than a lens of discontentment. If we are looking through life through gratitude, we are going to see something different than if we are never satisfied with what our life, with anything that we have. Our past, our present, and our future. How does it do that? Gratitude, with a lens of gratitude in our lives, when we look back... We can see something different. 
People tend to look at our past in one of two ways. Either people have rose-colored lenses on their eyes when they look at the past and everything was just great. Everything was perfect and everything was wonderful. There are a lot of people that I always hear this phrase. It's like, you know, America was great back in the day. When was back in the day? You know, the 50s. Oh, you mean segregation and uh, openly racist people? Uh, like, the, yeah, that was the best time in the country. Yeah, definitely. But So we, we look at life through rose-colored lenses. Sometimes you might think, oh, life was better when I was a kid. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe, maybe it was that great, but we often look at life and say, uh, romanticize the past. We look at it and say, everything was perfect. Everything was good. I wish it would just go back to being that way. Go back to being simple. But that often isn't the case. There were bad things that we grew up with. There were bad things that we experienced. Or, or there were bad things in the past of our nation and people that, that are there that we ignore when we look at it that way. The other way we look at our past oftentimes is just nothing but negative. There was, it was only terrible. My life was just terrible. And maybe you had it rough growing up, and maybe that does describe your life, but there are often times when we look at it at two, when we look at our past through these two extremes, we miss, we miss something. We miss the truth of what we can be grateful for. Because our past has made us who we are now. And that is something that we can be grateful for. Because whether or not we feel like we are at our best, whether or not we feel like we are, are, are have it all together. We have come so far from where we have been. When you began your faith, walk with Jesus, that doesn't, that, yeah, life was hard, life was difficult, but you have come so far from then. We have come so far, and so there is something to be grateful for. But we won't see it, and we won't be grateful for it if we're only looking through rose-colored lenses or are looking through our negativity. Because both of those things, both of those extremes, cause us to miss it. Because if everything was perfect, then nothing is good now. And if everything is negative, then nothing will ever be good. Gratitude helps us see the past for what it is and learn to be thankful for what we have. And that brings us to the present. Gratitude helps us to sit in the moment and be grateful and content with what we have. Not just looking for the next best thing or the thing to fill the empty void that we might feel in our lives. It's not, and I'm not talking about needing to get a better job or provide for your family, or want better things for your family. No, those are good things. I'm not talking about meeting your basic needs. I'm talking about never being satisfied with anything that you have. You can receive something good and then look at it and say, well, it could be better. It could have been different. You get a brand new car. Well, it could have been a more expensive car. It could have been more expensive. You get gifts for your birthday. Well, I could have gotten more. You know, I could have gotten more. You get things that people give you and say, oh, it could have been more. Never seemingly grateful for what we have. But being, ha having a life that, that is full of gratitude allows us to be content where we are. The Apostle Paul says, I've known plenty 
And I've known moments of nothingness where I had nothing to my name. And I've known moments in my life where I had everything. But I've learned to be content where? In Jesus. Because despite the fact that I had nothing, I still had so much. And despite the fact that I had everything, more than enough, that I didn't let that make me con- make me complacent. I didn't let that change who I was with my attitude, my, my lens of gratitude. Because sometimes we have too much and we think that we deserve everything. We think that we're somehow better than everybody else and we deserve more than everybody else. And so we put down other people. But if we have a life that looks through the lens of gratitude, then we can be in our moment, whether we have plenty or whether we have little, and say there is something here to be thankful for. There is something here to be thankful for. Thirdly, gratitude, a lens of gratitude in our lives, makes us able to have courage for the future. We may not be able to know what is going on in the future. We don't know. know, I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. The only person that knows it's going to happen is God. Because he's already seen it all. The thing is, we don't know. We would like to have that privileged knowledge. God, can you just tell me? And that way I know, what, what crypto should I invest in so that I can be wealthy? God, what should I do with my life? We want to know, but we don't. And so we live our lives uncertain of the future. But if we live our lives in gratitude... Our future is a little bit more secure. Why? Because we have seen what God has done in the past and we apply that same lens and view to our future. And we say, if God has taken care of me before, God will take care of me again in the future, even if I don't know what's going to happen. I might go through a season of singleness or a a season of lack, uh, of need, uh, where I don't have what I need, where I don't know what's going to happen. I might have plenty. I might be happy in my relationships. I might be happy in my life with my family. I I don't know. But God has brought me through it before and he can bring me through it again. The gratitude gives us these lenses on life. It, it helps us to properly see our past, properly see our present, and prepare for our future. So how then can we build that? How can we go to a place in our lives where we can be, where we can be grateful, where we can have this attitude of gratitude, this, this lens of thankfulness in our lives? Well, I'm going to give you a, a few things. Uh, seven things. I'm going to go quickly through them. Don't worry. I'm not going to keep you here for two hours. How we can cultivate gratitude in our lives. First, we need to be mindful. We need to listen to ourselves. Sometimes we don't realize how negative or how or, or positive we might be in our lives. We might not, we might not notice. Some people will notice. Some people might see it. They'll be like, man, you're such a negative person. I know someone that's a, I, I tell them, I was like, you're so negative. And they're like, I'm not negative. I'm a realist. I was like, no, everybody says you're negative. There's a difference between realist and being negative. Sometimes we don't realize how negative we are or how, how, how we think of ourselves or how we think of things around us. We have to be mindful. In order to be grateful, we have to be mindful. We have to listen to what we're saying. We have to listen to what we're feeling. We have to listen to what's going on around us. 
Be mindful of what we have. Be mindful of what we don't have. Be mindful of how we feel about that. Sometimes we don't even know. We catch ourselves looking at something that someone has that we wish we wanted and become upset. Oh, why don't I have that? Why don't I get it? Why didn't I get that? Why didn't I get that promotion, that raise, that this, that that? Why didn't I get that? And we won't even notice it. But we have to be mindful. Two, we cultivate gratitude in our lives through prayer. The Bible says to bring all our concerns and our worries and our prayers and our petitions with thankfulness to God in prayer. It says, come to me in prayer and bring your worries, bring your, wor- bring your problems, yes, but also bring your gratitude. Think about that for a second. When was the last time that you prayed, besides for food, that you said, thank you, God, for this? Thank you, Lord, for this food. That's about like the most gratitude we have in our lives. Thank you for this food. But we got to think, are we thankful for the day that we're going through? Are we thankful for the difficult things? Are we thankful for the good things in our life? Are we actually taking stock of the blessings that we have? We have to come to God in prayer with gratitude. Number three, something very practical, journal. I don't know if you like to journal. I, I, I have a problem with journals. I buy journals even though I'm not finished filling one up. Like, I just do that. I buy my, I was like, oh, this is a nice journal. $4, this is mine now. You didn't finish the other one. I know, but I'm going to start this one now. Journaling is very practical. It helps us to process our day. If you don't do it, I would encourage you to do it. It helps you to process your thoughts, help you process with your feeling, helps you process what's going on. Because sometimes you won't even remember or think about something that might have gotten you mad. And you start thinking about it over your day. And then you write two pages about one incident. And you're like, oh, what, what, what happened there? Something happened. Journaling helps us. So journaling helps us to... Promote gratitude in our lives by writing out or taking time to look back and say, what was I thankful for today? What happened today that I felt grateful for something or someone? What was I grateful for today? And the more we write it out, we are able to look back and remember the things we have been grateful for. Sometimes we might forget because we're forgetful. And writing helps us to remember these things. Number four, we have to switch our perspective. Trying seeing, try seeing life through someone else's life. Through someone else's eyes. That's what I meant. Try seeing life through someone else's eyes. Because we have our own perspective, you know? It's always weird. You never see yourself unless it's in a mirror. Unless it's in a camera lens. But that's how life is. We have our perspective. And we don't always see what other people see. We don't understand why people might be grateful for something or we may not be uh, understand why we should be grateful for something when we've just always had it. We take for granted things. When we switch, when we take some time to look through other people's eyes, we miss, we see things that we miss. Maybe you've grown up always having somewhere to sleep and eat and then you realize, you know what, people who struggle with homelessness have not known that. They don't know that security. Yet here we are taking it for granted, not even knowing it. Sometimes we need to put ourselves in other people's shoes to understand that there are things that we should be grateful for that we don't even think about. That we don't even understand. We take for granted the fact that we have a phone that connects to the Internet, that we have computers that connect to the Internet, when not everybody has that. Not everybody has Internet access. 
Not everybody has the things that we think about all of the time that we can be grateful for. We have to shift our perspective. And five, be humble. Don't think you deserve better just because you somehow are amazing. You know, you're amazing. All of y'all. I love you. Everybody online too. I love you too. Humility helps us to understand that even though we might be confident in ourselves, and that's a good thing. Be confident in yourself. Confident in who you are. God created you like that. Even though you might be confident in yourself, humility keeps us at a place where we understand that we are not better than anybody else. And that we don't have what we have because we are better. And therefore, it keeps us in a place where we can actually be grateful for things. If you have such a big evil ego, you will never be thankful for things in your life because you think you deserve that. And there are many people that go through a life thinking that they deserve something from God simply because they are who they are. When, when, when in reality, we should be grateful. Humility helps keep us in check, reminds us of what we should be looking for. Number six, share your appreciation. When you are grateful for something or someone, tell them. Tell them. We might take people for granted in our lives and might not have an opportunity to actually voice what we feel about people. And we don't know what's going to happen the next day. We don't know when we're going to lose someone. We need to take some time to actually say, hey, you know what? I'm thankful for you. Thankful for, thank you for what you do. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for what you've helped me through in life. Show your appreciation. Show your appreciation for gifts you've received. Sometimes, you know, one, one thing that when I, when I got married, I didn't think about it too much. Because I was like, who does that? You know, who sends thank you cards to, to people when you get gifts? I don't. But my wife did. And she's like, we need to write a thank you card to everybody. And I'm like, why? But I learned, I've learned since learned that that kind of stuff is important. Be grateful for what you have received. Be grateful for what people have done, done for you. Show that appreciation because the truth is even the people that you think should know that you love them and you are grateful for them. They may not know that. They may not feel that. They may not see that. They may be struggling to feel that from someone. So we should take the opportunity to express that when we can. Show your appreciation. And when you show appreciation to others, you will start to realize there is so much that you have to be grateful for. Number seven, give and serve. Give and serve. Giving and serving allows us to give of what we have, of what we have been given, of what we are grateful for to other people who may not have it. Who may not have it. Sometimes we struggle to think about why it's important to be able to give people money who are struggling with homelessness. It's people that might be struggling in our families and around us. And we think, ah, they're going to use it for whatever. We might struggle with that because we have it. We have it. We don't understand that. But giving and serving of those to those who don't have to the least of these that Jesus asked us to, to, to serve, this opens up 
our hearts to see what we really have and the effect that we can have on people if we would only give and serve. We need to break the attitudes in our mind that says that, oh, everyone, if they want to eat, they should work. You know, not everybody can get a job, struggles to get a job. And, you know, I I don't know if you know this, but it's kind of hard to get a job when you don't have a place to live. Because every job you go to asks you, hey, where do you live? And if you don't got a place, well, then there is a struggle there. We don't know. We take for granted these things. But the Bible tells us that we should take care of those who are the least of these, who have nothing. The poor, the widows, those that have no home to, to call their own. That's what Jesus did. And he asked us to do the same thing. And if we, when we do that, when we do that, we will be grateful. We will build gratitude in our lives for not only for what we have, but for the lives of other people simply because they are human beings who are on this journey with us. Who are walking this same life that we experience together. Now what? Those are some practical ways we can build gratitude in our lives. And the last part of my message here is important for us to get hold on to. I am not talking about simply positive thinking and being thankful all of the time, regardless of everything. Gratitude looks different in every circumstance. If you're having a tough time in life, gratitude is going to look different from you than if you are not struggling at all. It's going to look very different for you. We cannot allow it to simply be positive thinking, a a positive thinking cure-all for our lives. It's part of how we face the circumstances that we go through. See, gratitude doesn't suppress difficult emotions. What people will have you do, the problem with positive thinking, the problem was like, well, if you would just be grateful and you would just be thankful and you would just have faith. You know, the problem with this kind of positive thinking is that it's toxic, that it doesn't allow us to feel or experience what we are going through. You lost someone and that hurts. You you had a breakup and that hurts. You're struggling with your mental health and that's hard. That doesn't mean that we cannot have gratitude for things in our lives, but we cannot simply push it away. We have to express that. If we hide our emotions, the the issue with hiding our emotions, suppressing our emotions, is that someday, somehow, they are going to explode in someone else's face. And you didn't even intend it to. It's just going to happen. Anger is going to come out. Rage is going to come out because when we push everything down, that's what happens. Our body just turns it all into one thing and we have an outburst at somebody else. And they don't know what they did. And Chancellor, they did nothing. But when we suppress our emotions, that's a toxic mentality. We can't just say, well, have more faith and it's going to go away. No, that's not how that works. We can just be more thankful, think more positively, and that's just going to go away. Yeah, you know, we, it's often said in church circles, you know, don't follow your heart because it's deceitful. You have to listen that there is more to the Bible than that because there are other parts of the Bible that also tell us, but guard your heart because from it, that's where life comes from. Your heart, your emotions, they're important. We have to guard them. We have to protect ourselves, not by hiding that stuff, but by feeling it out, expressing it. Because if we don't feel it out, 
then we don't have true gratitude. It's simply empty words and platitudes. Because we can tell someone thank you and mean nothing behind it. We can tell someone I love you and it mean nothing. It can just be emptiness because we don't allow ourselves to feel. So we have to be careful. We can't just push down our emotions. We have to be authentic and honest with who we are. We have to let ourselves feel, express, because God does that. This is something that I, I, I have learned a lot in the past few years. God is a very emotional being. You just got to read the Bible and see that God gets angry. God gets jealous. God cries. God dances. God sings. He celebrates. He gets grieved. He is sad. God is an emotional being and he created us in his image If he is authentic to himself, then we should be authentic to ourselves. Be honest with who we are. Be honest of how we're feeling. Be honest of what is going on in our lives. And when that happens, then we can truly experience gratitude. Because, you know, we can go through time where maybe, you know, I've experienced a couple of different losses in my family this past year. And there were very sad moments and I allowed myself to grieve and feel that sadness. But at the end of that, I still felt sad and it's still there. Yes, but I can look back and say, even though there is sadness here, I am grateful for my grandmother's life. I am grateful for my Adelia's life. I am grateful for these things. I still feel that sadness. It's still there. It doesn't completely go away. I'm not hiding it, but I'm being real to who I am to who God created me to be. We have to be honest with ourselves. And lastly, we have to not express gratitude out of guilt. Because there might be some people that might tell you that well, all you need to do, it's like what I was talking about, all you need to do is just be more grateful, have more faith, be more positive. And all that does is push our emotions to a place where we feel guilty about ourselves. Well, maybe I am not doing the right thing. Maybe, maybe I should be more grateful. And so then we start saying things, but it's out of a place of pressure and guilt rather than a place of genuine feeling and love and gratitude. We can't allow ourselves to do that because then our gratitude just becomes empty like before. With no emotions, gratitude becomes empty. With guilt, gratitude becomes empty. We have to allow ourselves to live out who we are, live out what we feel, live out what God has given us. Because all of the, the, the how-tos and the practicalness that I gave you, the praying and the journaling and the showing appreciation, all of that stuff means nothing if we don't allow ourselves to feel. Because you can do it and get nothing out of it. But gratitude is a feeling Gratitude is an emotion. Gratitude is a choice. It's a complex thing. We have to allow ourselves to be in it, in all that it is. Because when we do that, then we become grateful for what God has done in our lives. And it means something. It means something to us. The goodness that he has been to us in the difficult times and the times when we had nothing and the times that we were hurting and the times that we were healing, the times that we were grieving, it means something real. Because it's not just words, empty words, but it's genuine. It's genuine.
That's one of my favorite parts, and I'm about to close here. That's one of my favorite parts of the the letters of the New Testament, especially the Apostle Paul. Oftentimes he wrote at the beginning and at the end of his letters how grateful he was for the people he was writing to. He says, he would also yell at them, get angry with them, say, hey, you need to fix some stuff. You need to work on some things. But he would start off saying, I am so grateful that God has put you in my life. And then he would end with, you know what? Once more, I am grateful that you are here. I am grateful that you're trying. I am grateful that God has put you here. Gratitude should be a driving force behind our lives. And this is how we can do it. This is how we can cultivate it in our lives. If we apply these 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 practical things in our lives combined with the fact that we need to change how we view things through the lens of gratitude instead of discontentment, and then remembering that we have to be who we are and who God created us to be in order to really be grateful for what is around us and what is in us and what God has done for us. Would you stand with me this afternoon? God desires to grow something in us. And he wants to. He wants us to be grateful. But, you know, and next week, I'm going to talk about the power of gratitude in the presence of God and how important that is. But we have to start here. We have to start working on it. So I challenge you this week, do some of these things. If you need them, we'll put them up. We're going to put them up on social media, how you can go cultivate gratitude in your life. I challenge you to do that. Pick up some of the habits. Start showing something. Start trying to show gratitude in your life in every area that you're in. To those that you're around you, to those that you love, and to God. There's so much we have to be grateful for. But we'll miss it. We'll miss it. So if we allow ourselves, we allow God to change our perspective, we can see where we're missing out. Father God, we thank you in this moment. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We ask God that you would help us to grow gratitude inside our hearts. To help it, help us shift our perspective from the past, the present, and the future. If you would help us to cultivate, adopt practices, adopt things that will help us to be grateful, to be thankful. And to remind us that we are who you created us to be. And that we should be real authentic and honest with ourselves so that we can truly understand who you are, who we are, and how much we have to be thankful for. In Jesus' name. As we go into a time of worship and presence We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.